Welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast, a show intended to help you get more out of your everyday time in the Word. This is a ministry of Compass Bible Church in North Texas, and if you'd like to join along with our daily Bible reading program, you can do so by going to compassntx.org and clicking on the Daily Bible Reading tab. Thanks for joining in for today's episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Right. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode, and uh, we're thankful that you guys are, are with us. I don't even what day of the week it is. Saturday, I think. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, it yeah, is Saturday, it December thirtieth. Because right. tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve? Nope, New Year's Eve. It's That's New what I meant. <laughs> Where are you, man? What What time? Where? Who are you? Hi. When am I? Hi. Yeah, it's. Uh, we, I don't blame you. It's the end of the year. Things are starting to level up or level down as level we down, level down, ratchet down, for the ramp next. down. Yeah. Your brain's just turning off parts that it doesn't need right now. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. We're we're like we're finishing the Daily Bible podcast. It's like, yeah, that's we're done. exciting. And then we start again right off the bat on the first. That's also exciting. It is exciting. I mean, I'm hoping that we gain ten thousand new listeners this next year. Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh yeah, next year. No, for next sure. Year. Yeah, we're gonna that's add. doable. Well, by just but January one because I want them to start 1st. with us and continue all the way through the year. All the way. And listen to the hilarity that ensues as we talk through all we the need books to of the Bible. Add more Kenyans to our listeners. Add more Kenyans. I, oh, yeah. The other day you were looking up where people are listening to us from. And oh, yes. You pulled out Kenya. Yes, yes. Kenya, Australia. Oh, yeah, because we talked about NAR. that NAR. Yeah, NAR. that got us offline on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, NAR. Dude, we need a revival in the church and we need a revival in speech. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's pray for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's do it, man. Zechariah. 13 and 14. This is episode 215, right? It is because episode 215. We'll have done 216 this year. Yep. That's exciting. Start date. December 30th. That's right. 2023. Never a fan of that show. Never a fan. Were you? No. It was, I feel like it was before our time. I guess. But people were still, I mean, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, we, our admin is a big Trekkie. Yeah, I Not guess the so. outer on the podcast is, <laughs> but she is. Yeah, I like Star Wars. That was before my time. Yeah, I, I like. I, I'm okay with Star Wars. I know it's probably like heresy, and some people that I like it's it's it entertains me. But everybody gets so worked up. They're like Jar Jar Binks is when the the series really started to go downhill. I'm like, no, it went downhill <laughs> when you started caring that much. Like, <laughs> let's back let's back up. It's a movie. Well, hold on a second, man. You're super passionate about the Rangers. Yes, is that's that real life. Or that's less real consequential? life. It's <laughs> real life. It's entertainment. It's real life, Pastor Rod. It's, it's baseball. Okay. It's real life. It's God's favorite sport in the beginning. The big inning. That You know, it's, that's funny that you say that. That I heard that joke for the first time from Ryan D'Amato. Did you? God rest his hey. soul. Yeah. Yeah. You were just out there recently for that funeral. I was. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I was watching from here and just thought to myself, and, and I think you echoed the same sentiments upon coming back, man, to, to live a life like that. Yeah. To have that, to leave that kind of legacy behind. Super cool. Um, and he even said too, like he, he wished he had done more of that. He's felt like he spent too much time on himself, right. too much me time, you know, right. doing this and that. And he's, he says, man, it, I think death, even a, a chance encounter with death, you get close to it. It provides such clarity, which is why scripture calls us to remember, to reflect on that, yeah. to know that you are James four 14. You're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. The more we can think about our death and it's ensuing events. I think that's how Jonathan Edwards puts it the clearer our priorities will be. And that's what that's what's resonated with me as I, as I drove away from that. Yeah, well, the writer of Ecclesiastes, better to go to the house of mourning than the house of feasting. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we don't believe that because we'd rather just, I mean, it's I think it's human nature to want to have fun and to keep things 
somewhat frivolous and not in a bad way, but just lighthearted. Right. It's mirth. heavy and hard to think about. Yeah, exactly. Mirth. Instead of thinking about the heavy realities of death and it's attending situations. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also hard is the book of Zechariah. <laughs> Different kind of hard. Yes. But, uh, Hey, chapter 13, um, Pastor Rod stole the thunder. So 13, do verse one. two. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Israel is being redeemed, but then we find out a little bit more of what that's going to look like and uh, some familiar language and familiar imagery here. The shepherd is going to be struck and the sheep are going to be scattered. Well, that happens, doesn't it? Uh, God scatters his sheep in the Old Testament through exile, but in the New Testament, the shepherd, uh, John 10, think the good shepherd, is going to be struck and the sheep will scatter as well in, in that context. In fact, in Matthew 26, 31, the disciples are gone, man. They, they, they take off when Jesus gets arrested and uh, he's brought before uh, Pilate and, and put on trial and then eventually crucified. The only disciple that's there is John throughout the whole thing. Um, but uh, through this, God is going to refine and uh, and preserve those that are his. And uh, there's some interesting language here with regards to measurements. In the whole land declares the Lord, verse 8, two-thirds shall be cut off and perish, two-thirds of Israel. One-third shall be left alive. Now, what is that? What does that mean numerically speaking? Should we take this literally as two-thirds are, are actually going to perish one-third? I, I, I guess at the, the end of the day, I, I have no reason not to, to to take it literally. I don't know what those numbers are because, and I don't know that any human being knows what those numbers are. I think God knows what those numbers are. Um, and he, through the prophet, is revealing that he's going to purge the nation. There's going to be, uh, not all Israel is going to be preserved, in other words. that that Not all Israel is Israel. Not all Israel is Israel, right, as Paul says in Romans. Um, and so there's going to be refining, and there's going to be purging, and the tribulation is going to do a lot of that. Uh, and that's verse 9. I will put this third into the fire and refine them as one refined silver. So this is the tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble. Then they will call upon my name, and I will answer them. I will say they are my people, and they will say the Lord is my God. That's the, the renewing of that covenant language there. They are his people. He is their God. And the f- final culmination of that comes in, in Revelation 21, which we're going to read about in our New Testament reading today as well. He might have been confused when you were, when you were reading verses, I don't know, 2 through 6, give or take. Uh, just to clarify, th- that is almost 100% certainly false prophets. We're not talking about real prophets right. here. So as you're reading that, the scripture doesn't give you a clear indication except for the context itself. So it's important that as you read that you're able to focus on what's, what's being said in the context. That'll help you understand what's happening there. So false prophets. Yeah, chapter 14, then we get the day of the Lord. We've talked a lot about that in uh, in uh, 14, 2. You've got Armageddon again. The city is going to be taken. The house of plunder, the woman raped. This is the, the precursor leading up to the ultimate final battle. This is still part of the tribulation period here. Half the city is going to go out into the exile. The rest of the people shall not be cut off from the city. But then what's going to happen? The Lord is going to show up, verse 3. The Lord will go out and fight against those nations as when he fights on the day of battle. And we've seen what that battle is going to look like. So sometimes we're reading language like this and we can think, oh, it's going to be back and forth and who's going to win and is the Lord going to... No, <laughs> it's never in doubt. Jesus suffers no casualties on the battlefield. He is the, the victor uh, par excellence and that's what's going to happen here. But the scene is going to be amazing. The feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives. And when you go to the to Israel, which I hope someday to be able to take our church there, I mean, Lord willing, things will, will calm down and, and someday we'll be able to go. Or we can go now at a discount. Uh, super discount. <laughs> um, but you go there and you can... We, we When I was there, we read this text from the Mount of Olives there, which is so cool wow. to sit there and think, man, Jesus is going to touch down here and this mountain's going to be split and the whole landscape, even geographically speaking, is going to be reoriented around God's city and, uh, and believers are going to be there with him. 
uh, you shall flee as you fled from the, the, the earthquakes. And all, look at this. Then the Lord God will come and all the holy ones with him. There we are. Revelation 19. We just read about this. The armies arrayed behind him in splendor. First Thessalonians 3.13 says the same thing, that the, the saints will be with him. And so we're going to be able to witness all of this taking place. Such a cool scene as God establishes and sets up the millennial kingdom here after this final battle. And there's so many connections to things that we've read in the past. I mean, there's there's so many cross-references here. Um, I don't want to be a, be an old beating drum, jumping the shark. Fuddy-duddy? Fuddy-duddy. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You said old. I just thought fuddy-duddy. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be too repetitious, but it's so important because we can't we can't afford to go through every cross-reference here, but there's a ton. I mean, so like I, a, a study Bible? Is that what you were about Oh, to man, what a good idea. Or, I mean, I just... So one of the cool differences here, um, back at our old church we used to have people that would bring their laptops and their iPads and they would open up their Logos Bible study software and they would take notes on their machines because it would just be so much more efficient to navigate all the texts that we were inevitably going to go through. Um, you need something that's going to help you do, do that stuff. Some hard, deep study. And the cross references, man, with Bible software, it's so nice because I could just click it and I'm there and then I got yeah. all my Bibles in the same area and my, my study notes. Super helpful. Um, there's a ton of cross-references here in Zechariah 14 that are well worth their time. I mean, I, I was just looking at the verse 8. On that day, living water shall flow out from Jerusalem, half of them to the eastern sea and half of them to the western sea. It shall continue in summer as in winter. Maybe you remember when we went through Ezekiel uh, 47, where the water flowed from the temple and, and revived the Dead Sea and made it yeah. living. Um, that's fun. And, and to revisit that, even if you're just going to glance at it in your physical Bible or on your laptop or whatever it is, that's fun. And those connections help solidify the learning that you're doing right now. So if you're making time to read your Bible in the morning, 30 minutes or whatever, and there's some time to pray, then that's good. If I can encourage you to take the next step, do some cross-references and make some notes in your Bible. I was just telling Pastor PJ today, actually. Um, uh, my system right now, I think that's going to stay with me for the next year, perhaps more, is a hybrid of analog and digital. I have my physical Bible in front of me and I've got my iPad or my laptop in front of me as well so I can make use of all my resources while at the same time taking notes of my physical Bible because it helps with memory retention and spatial recognition. It, it, it's, it works. Whatever works for you, make yourself, avail yourself to some good Bible study software. We're big fans of Logos. We get nothing for that endorsement. Although if they wanted to sponsor us, we wouldn't say no, Logos, if you're listening. Yeah. Come on, Faith Life. I'm yeah. looking at you. I use both uh, Logos and Accordance. What are you doing? You're going to ruin it, man. I use both, and uh, and I like them both. For, Accordance, we're not uh, looking for, for a things. sponsorship. Logos, we are. Yeah. I'll take a, a sponsorship then. No. Uh, you can sponsor me. I'll, I'll put Accordance on the back of my shirt when I preach. <laughs> no, but I, I echo that. In fact, I'm, I've got my Bible software pull, pulled up here, and there's cross-references, even in commentaries that are in digital form that I can just hold my cursor over, and that cross-reference pops up. Like You don't even have to... Click on it to open up something else. It just hovers just hover. right there, and yeah, there it it's is. There. It's such a cool thing. Man, I, the, I like the clicking through it because if you click through or if you flip through, you can you can just in your mind seeing it on the page feels and you experience it differently than if you see it on the screen. Fair enough. Agree? Disagree? Uh, as far as the the tactile versus the digital, not so much the tactile experience. That's true too, though. I'm not, but the the way that I remember it, seeing it on the page, like cross references. Yeah. So when yeah. I see it in Second Chronicles versus seeing it on a screen, it's going to be like, oh yeah, I re- kind of remember what was happening here. Even seeing my notes there, yeah. where stuff happens on the page is a big deal. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, verse nine of chapter 14 is a, a good uh, just summary of this. The Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, the Lord will be one and his name one. So there it is. Ooh. He is going to be the, the ruler, the reigner. He wins. 
And, uh, and that's super cool. You may have a question though about the Feast of Booths. The Feast of Booths. Why is that one highlighted yeah. 13 times? Yeah, is to be, uh, is to be remembered. And the reason is, uh, no, there is a reason. Um, the Feast of Booths, first off, looked back to God's deliverance of his people from slavery in Egypt. And so we've talked about a lot about the, the repeated theme of the Exodus being uh, indicative of the final Exodus of God's people, the final deliverance of God's people. So you have some of that there. But also the, the Feast of Booths was the main feast for the Israelite pilgrims to come to, to Jerusalem, to come to the, the city there. So I think that's still there as a, a, a symbol um, and commemoration of that idea that this is when the, the nation comes together corporately uh, to remember God's faithfulness, to remember God's goodness, and to celebrate it there during that, that feast. I guess it'd be kind of like you had a birthday party last year. Uh, people still celebrate that, even though like you're, you're, you've gotten older every day since then. We still do that as a, as a means of saying, hey, we care about you. We love you, and we, we want to honor and acknowledge your, your presence. Um, in a similar but far greater way, we honor and acknowledge what the Lord has done through time and eternity. It's going to look different throughout the ages, but here in this particular season of time, it makes sense. We, we don't want to stop that. And even though there's some complexities about the sacrifices that we're going to look at, we have looked at, and we'll look at again next year, uh, don't let that stumble you. It's good and it's right to remember and to sacrifice, even if that sacrifice is highly and only rather symbolic. Yep. All right. Revelation. Revelation 21. We're getting so close to the end. We are. Hey, Revelation 21, there's a lot of newness taking place. Uh, there's a new heaven and a new earth. Um, the, the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. We talked about it before on this podcast is there's not going to be a sea on the new heavens and new earth. I really hope there's a sea, man. I, I mean, you- I know it says it doesn't. But I'm just hoping I'm just hoping crossing yeah. my fingers that it refers to something else. Well, and maybe it's just a, a redirection of, of what's beautiful because you look at the description of what's next, the new Jerusalem coming down, which he describes there in verses nine and following. Like this is going to be a pretty spectacular sight to behold in and of itself. Just the beauty of the city of God as it descends there. Uh, the dimensions of this are crazy. It's it's a cubic city um, rather than as we normally sit it, think of things. And and so what does that mean for how we're going to so inhabit it or like those that are going to live there? Four dimensional then or I guess, let's see, one, two. So, because three-dimensional is this. Yeah. This is life. But because of the whole thing, it's a full, yeah, it's a cubic. It's square by square by square. Right, right. Yeah, which is interesting, by the way. uh, 1,300 miles, give or take, is roughly here to L.A., so, so it's a big, it's a big city. It's massive. Yeah. But it's not that everybody's going to be in that one city because the, right. the nations of the earth are going to be there too. Yeah. And are, are all of those going to be cubic cities? I, I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> I, I have no idea, right? Minecraft was predicting it all along. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. As long as there's no wardens coming after us, then we're good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, one of the coolest things is just the opening promises of this chapter where God is making everything new. Um, he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be their God. There it is. Verse three. That's the fulfillment. That's the finality. You've heard that promise so many times in the in the, the Old Testament prophecies, including recently in Zechariah. Here is its ultimate fulfillment. God is there. God is with us. He is, he is dwelling with us forever and ever. And the, the effects of this, man, he is going to wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be there no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain for the former things, including sin. And all of its effects are gone. Man, that is going to be a sweet day. Cannot wait to get to that day. I I often read passages like this and I just think to myself, man, I just, I want this continually on my mind because it will help me realize how fleeting and cheap the, 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 the imitations of the world really truly are. When the world tempts us to, to want to find satisfaction here, this is, this is where ultimate satisfaction is found. The world can't touch this. 
Indeed. And it's, it's an exciting prospect to look forward to. One thing I'd like to point out to you is the cross-reference from chapter 1, verse 8. I told you to make a note in your Bible for this because it was going to come back later in your Bible, and here it is, chapter 21, uh, looking at verse 6. And he said to me, this is Jesus, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And he goes on to tell people and to tell us to the thirsty i'm going to give drink that is i'm going to meet all your longings and i'm going to satisfy you to the deepest and most profound level of your experience and again i'm just going to point that out to you that it connects back to the beginning of your bible or beginning of chapter let's try this again the beginning of revelation one verse eight i am the alpha and the omega says the lord god who is and who was and who is to come the almighty Verse twenty two and following. Just wanted to uh, to hit on that real quick because it's it's worth uh, the focus. I saw no temple in the city. We've talked a lot about the temple in this podcast. There's no temple in the new uh, new heavens and new earth. No need. No need because why? Because the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb is there. That's the temple, the the dwelling place of God. We, we, there needs no more barrier because there's no more sin. So God does not need to be behind the veil, behind the curtain, so to speak. We it's can be, be back with Him, like the garden. Yep. Yep. And then you see the nations there. Sometimes, uh, I, I just mentioned, it's not just going to be Jerusalem. Well, there we see verse 24, by its light, uh, the, the light of the glory of God, will the nations walk and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. In other words, their produce. We've talked about work. You were just talking about that recently. That's not something that is a is going to go away in the, the, the new heavens and the new earth. Not during the millennial kingdom, nor during the new heavens and the new earth. The nations are going to bring the fruit of their produce to the Lord to glorify him and worship him with it as well. So that'd be cool. Such a cool day, man. I cannot wait for this day and pray that uh, that we get there quickly. And all of our loved ones. And all of our loved ones. Amen to that. Want. 100% on that. Including you guys. And we uh, we love you guys. And uh, one more day. One more day. Wow. So Malachi and Revelation. Yep. Join us tomorrow. Revelations. Italian prophet and John. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. We hope and pray this has been a blessing to you and your time in the Word. If it has, if you would subscribe to this podcast, leave a like, leave a comment, and share it with some friends and family, that would be awesome. If you need more information about Compass Bible Church here in North Texas, you can go to compassntx.org. Again, that's compassntx.org. And we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Bible Podcast.